Welcome to the MedMan Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hello, and welcome to the MedMan Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Arnoldson. I'm joined again by Dr. Tracy Farnsworth, the president and CEO of ICOM, the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine here in Meridian, Idaho. Welcome back, Tracy. Thank you, Jesse. Great to be here. All right. Tracy, I want to rewind a little bit. We talked a little bit about your your career. You know, right now you're in the latter part of your career, you're in education. In the first part, you're in health systems, right? I think it was down in California where you first went. Mm-hmm, right, San Diego. So just close your eyes and, and go back to, to young Tracy. Where in that first job did you think you were heading? Where was your career heading at that point? Or what was your plan, right? What were you doing? Wow, what a great question. It's interesting you ask because I can distinctly remember my very first day on the job. I was done with my graduate education, MBA, MHA from Arizona State. It was January 6th. 1986, which now has been just over 35 years ago, but I can remember my first day sitting in my uh, at my fancy desk in my little office there at the Palomar Health System in, in uh, North San Diego County. And I remember saying to myself or thinking, my gosh, today is the first day of the next 40-year career. Yeah. And it was an exhausting, intimidating thought and yet an exciting one as well. And I, it's amazing to me that 35 years plus have now come and gone, and it's been almost like a blur. It's gone so quickly with many highs and many lows and uh, a tremendous amount of growth and learning and development over the course. I can only imagine so. Did you ever think that you'd get into education or were you heading for CEO of all, you know, Hospital of America, <laughs> top, of the, yeah, top of the chain? Yeah, right. Interesting. Well, I like so many others um, got into this because for me, again, I, I love the work of business and administration. I love working with people, love leadership, and I always wanted to do something socially significant. So running hospitals and health systems was a natural. My goal was to you know, complete my internship, my residency, and then mm-hmm. become an assistant hospital administrator, and then an associate hospital administrator, vice president, and then a president and CEO and eventually become a system executive and, you know, kind of yeah. see where it goes. Right? Right. I was trying to help systems and not just freestanding hospitals. And that was largely my story in the early years. And I will say that everybody has their own story. Doors closed, windows open. You got to create your own path. They can be a little bit circuitous, as was mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was about halfway through my career. When I got closer to university life at Idaho State University, became an adjunct professor, advisory teams, a preceptor, began to develop more of an interest in education, healthcare leadership education, and the work of the university. And then I made a transition about a dozen years ago. You know, Tracy, what are some of the key components to what's made you enjoy your career, whether that's been in hospitals or now on the education side? Well, first of all, I do fundamentally love the work of healthcare administration. There's something about the nature, the complexity, the social significance of it. It is a compelling service that every American 
every person needs. And I, I just love the work of uh, business and leadership and administration. I, I, it comes natural to me. I love people. I love yeah. to be part of uh, leadership teams. But look, I got to tell you, it's not all easy and it's not all fun. When you deal with people, it often isn't easy and often isn't fun because you're dealing with uh, conflict. You're dealing with uh, poor performance, behaviors that need to be dealt with and corrected. That's never easy. Mm -hmm. But I have learned that if you have a fundamental love for the work and a fundamental love for people and helping and leading and blessing their lives, that is a common theme that will help you in the pleasant and less pleasant seasons of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes me think to, are you a fan of Simon Sinek? Have you? Um, I have watched yeah. several of his podcasts. Yes, he he talks about the infinite game and the, the differences between finite and infinite games. And I remember him speaking to a teachers' conference about that. And it reminds me of what you're saying when he was talking about, you know, what plays into a worthwhile career, a worthwhile life. It isn't being voted boss of the year or crushing the the competition or any of those things, all the money that you make, those aren't the things that play into a worthy life. It's, you know, how many lives did I touch? How many students 20 years later say that a significant fork in the road for me was when this person, you know, spoke to me this way or helped me with this or got me through this terrible time in my life. And that's, you know, living for those moments, those wins create a, whether you're in healthcare or any other situation or easy or challenging those are the things that make your life worthwhile and help you be happy yes i will tell you and i often have this conversation with my wife michelle my happiness over the last 40 years had had very little to do with my title or my salary and it had everything to do with my relationships with my people particularly with younger people who i was able to coach and mentor and teach and nourish in, the, in that regard. Uh, and I can give you many examples, mm-hmm. but, but that is true. You don't want to be in this business, the healthcare administration business, if you don't you know, love healthcare and if you don't love people. And if you're not a people person, if you don't enjoy working with people, then you're in the wrong business. You just need to find something else to do. Absolutely. What would you say, Tracy, to the person who's maybe sitting there, they're highly invested in their career, but they're just downtrodden some something's not right. They're looking at 30 more years in the healthcare field and they don't feel what you're talking about. What kind of advice would you begin to give them? Well, I would say two things. Number one, understand just as you have good days and bad days, you will have good seasons and bad seasons. You'll have good jobs, you'll have bad jobs. And uh, learn to have patience and perspective. Sometimes you need to just soldier on and, uh, and count on the sun coming up again. And it always does, by the way. There will be times, though, when you do need to leave your current employment or employer or pursue a different career path. We know that's true. In my case, my gosh, I was in my late 40s, early 50s. And as much as I, as I loved hospital administration, and I was good at it, and had done it for many years, I began to feel more of a draw toward educational administration. That's when I got my doctorate degree and became a professor of healthcare management. I met a department chair and a dean and eventually president of medical school. But I had no idea that going back to school mid-career 
and getting a doctorate would open up those kind of windows and opportunities. And that kind of leads us to another question that maybe you want to ask me about. And that is, how do you stay fresh and current and relevant? Yeah. <laughs> Over 40 years. Well, golly, you couldn't ask it any better. That's where I was heading. You know, we've talked a lot about the beginning of your career and where to what to start thinking about and doing. But 30 years in, how do you stay current and fresh and continue to enjoy it as much as you did day one? You just, no matter where you are in your life or career, Jesse, you have to keep reading. Read widely, read from many sources, and don't be superficial, be deep. Uh, love to ask questions. Have conversations with people of all varieties. So just soak it up and learn. Be a student. Always be a student, especially a student of leadership. Watch people. Watch, learn, observe, grow and develop. Never grow tired of growing. Too many of us get on plateaus, you know, where we're comfortable, we're cushy, but you've got to learn to challenge yourself. Now, listen, in my case, I went back to school mid-career. It's something I never imagined I would do. I went back to get a doctorate degree. I was 50 years old, and yet it was an absolute joy because I had all this life experience that I could apply to the material. And everything I wrote and researched and published was related to things of interest to me and my organization. And so keep learning, keep stretching, keep growing. That's fundamental, you know, to living, to being happy, being relevant and effective in your role, whatever it is. I absolutely love that. Tracy, I, I'd be remiss, you know, if, if we didn't take the opportunity to possibly give some advice to Idaho State University students that are in the MHA or HCA programs. I know that a, a few of them listen and some of the professors promote some of the episodes. So is there anything, Tracy, that you would want to say to kind of the bright young minds at ISU as well as any other school about what they should be doing and thinking about in preparation for a career in healthcare? You know, um, you're going to get in, you're going to get out of your education what you put into it. The professors are facilitators, but they're not going to force you to read. They're not going to force you to produce quality work. That's up to you. So you need to bring your best game to the classroom. I, I love it, Jesse, when students reach out to me and say, golly, can I spend a little separate time with you? And I, and most professors, certainly myself, welcome that. I love it. When a student will come to see me privately and say, oh, look, I need some coaching, some mentoring, some advice. And I give it to them. And then I point them in the direction of a half a dozen other people that'll do the same thing. And then their ability to network and gain and learn from others just blossoms. So we often hear the phrase, if you're not networking, you're not working. That's true. I like and, that. Uh, Broad networks to help us stay learned, to learn, to grow, to stretch, and to stay employed. Whenever it's sound advice, Tracy, because whenever I go, you know, we we always have needs at MedMen for an intern or possibly, you know, a, a full-on position. And I'll go to the professors I know there and ask them, you know, who who's been interacting with you, who who shows some potential. And it's always the ones that have done exactly what you've said. You know, they've put in the work when it's not necessarily required. And they've done the extra work of, of networking with their professors and, and classmates. And it, not just with professors, but classmates as well. I've had a number of, of people that we ended up turning away because they, their fellow classmates were able to talk about how, you know, when nobody's looking, that dude cheats. <laughs> or he's just not a great person. And so, 
when you're at the university, that is your time to create relations because those things, whether with students or professors, those are the things that will continue to help you 10, 20 years down the road, especially a year down the road out of college. Well, just today, we were talking about a a physician professor candidate here at the university. One of our fellow faculty members said, well, I went to school with that person 25 years ago, and I wouldn't hire that person if we had to for these reasons. (laughs) You have to develop relationships from the beginning. Keep your nose clean. Realize things can come back to haunt you for sure. Right, right. Okay. Well, Tracy, you know, thank you for for sharing all of uh, your wisdom with us that, man, I've been wanting to get after for quite a while. I really appreciate it. I I feel like you're one of those people that kind of exemplifies that infinite game for how many students and now healthcare professionals can trace back to you, you know, fundamental parts of their careers. That's something to be proud of, Tracy. I hope you, uh, I hope that plays into your, your fulfillment, your happiness. Well, you know, Jesse, there are uh, a handful of people in my life, um, particularly in my young adult years, in my early college and early career years, that have had a profound impact on me. They became mentors. And even today, my gosh, I'm 63 years old. I've been at it for over 35 years. I still have a handful of men and women whom I seek out. They are to this day, my mentors, my coaches, my advisors, and I need them. I appreciate them and I respect them. And we all need to be mentees and mentors. We give, we receive, we need it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Tracy, for being on. I hope you'll come back someday. My pleasure, Jesse. Always good to be with you. Love the work you and your team at MedMan are doing. Thank you, Tracy. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Please, before you go, subscribe to the MedMan podcast so you can stay up to date with new episodes each and every week. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to the MedMan podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.